This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Microsoft Surface. This is episode 44. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential. Have you ever looked at what your competitors are doing and thought, how on earth can I ever possibly stand out from what they're doing and offering? But what about if your competition starts to copy you? What can you do then? Ali Price is our guest today, and Ali is the founder of Motivating Mum, helping mums achieve their business dreams. Ali inspires, she mentors, she educates business mums through her Biz Mums Clubs across three states with affordable services. She also hosts two charity events per year, as well as her annual Brilliant Biz Mum Awards and Conference. And on today's show, Ali is going to share how to deal with the competition and being able to run your own race, how to go far with little money, as well as some key strategies on looking after your customers, your clients and staff to help you build a strong business. Welcome to the show, Ali. Thank you for having me, Anne-Marie. You've set up and run your own awards and your conference. How many years have you been doing that for now? Um, oh gosh, I think this year coming up will probably be the fourth year. The wow, fourth year. yes, and I know that it's such a successful uh, awards event and, and conference because I've been to a number of those and my goodness, what it takes to organise such an award event and, and a conference, it, it really is something else, isn't it, to organise some of those? Yes, uh, <laughs> you definitely need attention to detail <laughs> you're yeah. going to be doing something like this. Yeah. Um, but definitely the benefits of it, you know, far outweigh the time that and that I have to put in. And obviously as each year goes on, it does get easier because I can just repeat stuff as opposed to having to, you know, start from scratch again, which yeah, is always good. <laughs> absolutely. Now you've also set up your Mummy Mentoring Festival and you've been getting loads of amazing mentors on board as well. So tell us a little bit more about what's the Mummy Mentoring Festival? So what that is is... Basically, I get like high-profile or successful women in business to donate mentoring sessions uh-huh. um, to the Mummy Mentoring Festival. Um, then we put them all up on the website. Everyone can look at them. And people can bid $4 for an entry into the draw to win a mentoring session with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, they can enter as many times as they like. You know, They can try and tip their odds in their favor by bidding loads for one person or they can put multiple bids on, on many people. Um, and basically, at the end of it, it's all drawn and, 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 you know, sort of regular everyday mums get sessions with people that they probably never would have gotten mentoring with, particularly mm. for $4. 
and um, and then all the money goes to charity as well. So it's a, it's a charity fundraiser. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, congratulations, you've been in business for 10 years. And of course, through that time, you have helped loads and loads of, of mums who are in business. So congratulations, 10 years is certainly a milestone. It, yeah, it is. I was, once I got over the whole, oh my God, now I feel business old as well as old in just in general. <laughs> um, once I got over that, and actually someone reminded me that most people don't get past like three or five years in business. Yes. Then I was like, okay, this is, yes, this is a great milestone and I'm, I'm happy that I've achieved it and I'm going to actually celebrate it as mm. opposed to just moping around feeling old in pretty much every area of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm older than you. So um, look, you know, I think with the years comes comes a certain level of wisdom through experience and so forth. And I'm sure that you're able to pass that on to your clients. And I, and I think back, I mean, my kids, my youngest is now 21, should be 22 next year. And I started my very first business when, when actually I was pregnant with my third. And um, actually I had one and then I was pregnant with my second. And so my kids have grown as my business has grown too and I think back to goodness just juggling children and young kids and and a business I don't know how many mums do that I don't know how I did that either but then you have things such as competition being worried about what other people are doing and all that kind of stuff can really stop us from from growing the business taking the business to the next level so let's dive in and talk about how to deal with competition and being able to run our own race because i'm sure many of us can relate to this oh they absolutely can and that's one of the reasons why i really like talking about this topic because mm. i do uh, you know have it brought up on a on a very regular basis mm. um and it's not so much just people are worried about competition but there's nothing to worry about, a lot of the time they are experiencing things that are quite intimidating or difficult, like potentially people are copying things they're doing mm -hmm. or, um, you know, you, you go on your comp competitor's Facebook page and they're doing the same things as you and, um, and, and it can be extremely difficult and challenging in those situations, let alone just, you know, being worried about the competition in mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it really does eat away at, uh, you know, many women's souls even yes. because they, they get so consumed by it. Uh, before you know it, they're checking their competitors' Facebook pages every day or they're checking their product pages to see what they're doing now or they're listening to podcasts that they're doing because they're so taken up with this competition and, and what these people are, are doing to them. Yes. Um, and... Really, at the end of the day, what I say to people is there may be some situations where you can potentially get some legal help and advice, like, for instance, if they've really just copied the wording on your website and it's pretty obvious that they have, there, there are certainly things you can do there to stop people doing that. But as far as um, taking your ideas for a product or copying the different type of a service that you've just launched, but maybe they've named it something different, um, in situations like that, there's actually nothing that you can do. Mm. Um, and, and, and so the only thing that you can do is just completely ignore them and don't let them win by giving them even another second more of your time, of your energy. Um, you know, you've just got to keep focusing on what you're doing and running your own race because, you know, they're going to win. If, if you're spending all your time focusing on them, and they're then doing their own thing. Yes. Then you know you're not doing what's what's right for you. Mm. Um, 
And a lot of the times I do find that it is affecting mum's business decisions. Like for instance, they're, they're choosing to withhold information or withhold products because they're scared that people are going to steal it. Um, but at the end of the day, that's only going to affect them anyway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's nothing to say just because there is someone out there copying you. If you're doing your own thing and representing yourself as who you are, then you might be getting that business anyway. So mm. there's, there's no point holding back just because you don't want somebody else to take um, you know, what you've done. Yeah. You know, I've had situations, thankfully not um, not recently, but I remember when I was just focusing on the career careers industry, one of my colleagues, and I don't think she ever knew this because we didn't have too close a relationship, she copied stuff off my website and I could tell yeah. because when I did a properties check, there was my business name and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I could have, as, as you said, could have let that affect me, but I just continued on and, and and it really allowed me to step forward and go you know what I need to play a bigger game but just recently my daughter who's um, got a very successful personal training and nutrition business she says these things she, you know she thinks she, she does a lot of strategizing around what she's going to share on social media and how she's going to put her posts and so forth and some of her competitors just copy that and she quite often rings me and says mum they've done it again I said you know what no one can copy you your personality there's the special things that make you you and around you know your signature brand they can copy a lot of the other stuff but how you deal with the clients and the conversations and all that kind of stuff they can try and copy you but they can't you know capture the essence and that is often what really separates us from everybody else because because people want to do business with us because of the way that we make them feel how we how we do our business you know the experience that we create and I think that that's such an important uh, insight to share isn't it because those kind of things the real important things can never be copied because no one is who we are in the makeup of us our personality characteristics all of those those things that's right. And, and if you're holding back um, because of a competitor or ultimately if you're attacking <laughs> mm. other people, even if you're just defending yourself, you're only going to potentially affect how people see you and yes. your business. Mm -hmm. um, so at the end of the day, it's just not worth it. No. Um, I've, just, I've just recently had a situation where unfortunately someone was able to get a trademark in the same class as me in the same industry with pretty much the same name. Oh. So. So legally, I don't even—I can't do anything anyway. Mm. Um, and you know what? The last time I looked at that business was probably three months ago when I first found out about it, and we obviously looked legally to see what we could do and found out it was nothing. That's the last time I've looked at that business because, at the end of the day, I know there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm not going to focus on them. I'm not going to see what they're doing and how potentially they might be doing things better than me and freaking myself out because it's just going to put me off my own game. Mm. Um, so at the end of the day, I'll keep on keeping on and, and just trust that I can do the best I can do and that's how I'm going to, at the end of the day, win the clients that that I want and need. Yeah, I think that's such a key insight. And I know I've had a couple of colleagues that have over the years sent me things. Oh, this is what someone else is doing. And I've just kindly said to them, you know what, that actually is a distraction for me. And it actually ruins my own creativity and coming up with ideas. So if I need to go out and do a little bit of research, there's some key areas that I will go to. And often it's not around the competitors or what they're doing, but people in other industries that I really respect and take what they're doing, go, well, how can I make this 
my own and often we can get um, some great ideas but I think absolutely if we get so fixated on looking at what other people are doing it takes us off our game and it doesn't allow us to show up and, and be the best us that we know that we can be so great great exactly. insights and I think can, certainly um, can support people who are in situations that we've just talked about so let's talk a little bit more about how to go far with little money because I know so many mums in business who you know who may be in this situation can certainly learn so the first thing and and one of the sort of the, the things that I love to do particularly when I was first starting out was bartering mm-hmm. um, I think it's such an underrated way of being able to get things done for your business mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day we always have things that we can swap Mm -hmm. it might not necessarily be our business skills that we're swapping but it might be something else so you know when I first started out I would barter with people and swap things and even though my business isn't copywriting I'm good at writing and so sometimes I would write something for someone in return for them doing something for me yes um or you know you might be a great cook (laughs) (laughs) um and, and the person might not want anything from your business but maybe you can say hey you know, you're probably really busy. Here you go. Let me cook you a meal a week for the next four weeks to swap for that thing that you are offering me. So I think um, with bartering, I think it's a great opportunity for for getting things for your business and not paying any money. But also mm. remember to think outside of the box. It doesn't have to just be you swapping your business skills for someone else's business skills. Um, and then the second one is that, and this is something I do a lot is I really try and create big events um, because big events get big returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're on Facebook every day, and you know, you might be chatting to people and putting up posts and you might get a couple of people visiting your website each day from Facebook. If you develop a big event, like for instance, my Mummy Mentoring Festival, um, then obviously during that three weeks that I run it, I have people coming across in their droves, checking, reading about all the mentors, seeing who they are, picking the ones that they want. Um, And I get a lot more traffic for that event. And that event actually doesn't cost me any money to run. Mm. It really just meant I had to sort of think outside the box, first of all, for an idea that was going to sort of get some good attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second thing when you're putting together these big events is just making sure that you're making sure there's something in it for everyone. So that way people want to be involved. So for me, um, obviously the, the mentors, the high-profile mentors, they're happy to be involved because it's only half an hour of their time if they donate one session. Yeah. Plus they get to say we're a part of this charity event, which is always good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, then I've obviously got the mums being involved in bidding because it's only $4 to enter and they can win sessions with these amazing people, so they're happy. And then what I do is I also make it a charity event. So again, the mentors are happy to be involved. The mums are happy to bid because all the money is going to charity. And then the charity also wins as well. Mm-hmm. And then I win because I get the, um, the hits on my website and increased exposure for my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's another thing that I try and do um, on a regular basis. I do that also with my awards and conference. That's another one that it doesn't really cost me any money to run. Obviously, it costs time. Mm. Um, but in return, you know, I get people coming to my website to enter for the awards and, and 
that then they're finding out about my business and maybe they might come to other things that I do and so on and so forth. Yeah. So those are the two sort of things I really do to try and just, you know, get as much for my business as I can without spending too much money. Mm-hmm. I love the the way that you've, you've just shared those because obviously they've really worked well for you. Just one thing on the bartering that, uh, I mean, some of the women in business who I know have done that, there's some really great stories. One of the things, and you might do this quite naturally, but I thought let's share this. Sometimes what can happen is you need to be very clear up front the expectations and the deliverables and and what they are because sometimes what I've heard can happen is that you might have put you forward and completed your um, you know expectations and and what you were delivering and then the other person not so much so you really want to have some firm things in place so you know even time and all that kind of stuff and when things are done have you had um, you know or heard of some experiences and and therefore put things into place to ensure that both parties can walk away from that bartering relationship happy and content that what was promised and what is expected has been delivered on? I definitely think it's a really good thing to do. I haven't had to do it myself, but that's only because I tend to do it with people that I sort of already know Mm. anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously there's that like and trust thing there. But for instance, if I was putting something on a Facebook group saying, hey, I want to offer this and I'd like to share this in return, yeah. if I, if it was somebody that I didn't know, then absolutely I would be putting those parameters in place to yeah. make sure that everyone's happy at the mm. end of the day and, and things are delivered in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also too, then so talking about the events and if you're looking back on some of the things that you might not have done starting out, what would you say of a few really important things? I mean, obviously the win, 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 everybody needs to have a win to ensure that everyone buys in and, and continues to support whatever event you're putting on. But are there a few other things that you've recognized early on? Gosh, this needs to be put in place to ensure that this event, this charity, is 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 delivering what uh, what I hope for for all parties. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I <laughs> only because I've been quite lucky. I just tend to just like go. This is what's going to happen, and this is how yeah, it's going to work. Yeah. And it you're works. all. I think because of you, you've got a real skill of of planning, having milestones <laughs> in place, all that kind of stuff. So people really do need to step back and have make sure all of the, the things are in place to ensure that it runs smoothly. Mm. Definitely. I think they do. And I think at the end of the day, though, I mean, I've definitely had some people that have let me down. Mm-hmm. Um, and But at the end of the day, I think sometimes that's just going to happen anyway. It almost doesn't matter how much, you know, you put in place to ensure things don't happen. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, let's say for the mentors, I all I, when they've, when the sessions have been drawn, I send them a letter that has all the information about the mentoring and this is what they should be doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, every year maybe I've had one person come back to me who had been mentored by someone who had a bad experience, like mm-hmm. the mentor just really talked about trying to sell them onto their course or something, uh, even though that is written in my information as this is not to happen. Yeah. Um, so... So, like, for, for that, there's, there's really nothing more I can do to try and make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But what I do do is I make sure that I always follow up on all of the mentees afterwards to see how it went and get some feedback from them and obviously mm-hmm. make sure they've even had the sessions because sometimes mentors miss the information to say, 
this is who you're mentoring. Um, and so I have, because I've got that system in place where I'm checking in and getting feedback, I've then been able to say to those people who had a bad experience, I'll do an hour with you as well then and, you know, right. let's, yeah. let's write this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about, I think following up is really, really important because at the end of the day, you can't always make sure everything goes well, but you can follow up and catch things if they haven't gone well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very important. So Mm. finally, let's just talk about some of the key strategies that you have found have worked really well for you, your business, and maybe even some of the clients that you've had too, to look after our customers, our clients and our staff. Um, Well... Definitely one of the ones that is like my favourite thing and this will obviously apply in different ways to different people. I'm definitely a certain type of business owner mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love to tell my clients and my customers and my staff and everyone how much I love them like mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, In everything I do, I try and put warmth out to them um, and you know that I'm always here for them and and whenever I email people I always finish up with something like a um, you know where possible like I always say look but if there's anything else I can help you with always get in touch with me I'm happy to chat um, because I mainly work with women I don't tend to do this for men but for women I do sign off with a kiss even though it's mm-hmm. um, even if it's women I don't know mm-hmm. um, and I really feel like that that has really been great for me in that I do think my mums really do get how much I love and appreciate them. Yeah. Um, but also it really helps me attract a particular type of person and that is the warm, loving, generous person. So that's why I don't tend to have a lot of problems because I get these just really amazing, fantastic people in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So important. <laughs> Once you get clear on that, I think just a couple of things that I note about that. You I mean you're clear about your personality and how you really want to bring that approach into how you do business and you're consistent with that. I think consistency yeah. is really important and it, it, it obviously is sprinkled all across the way that you work with clients and your dealings, your interactions, which I think when um, done consistently really stands out. So people experience that. And now that that's just a key aspect of of what you do and how how you do business, they do. And then and then I've never actually really asked them, but <laughs> on this what this particular question actually, but I I do feel like it it makes them come back yes. because they they feel like they're appreciated. Mm-hmm. They feel like um, I you know am thankful for their business. And I mean I've been to like some events for instance where. I paid the tickets and I went to the event and I stood there and, and one of them was actually run by four people. So there was four people in the room and not one of them came up and said hello to me wow. the whole time or how are you or what do you do? Mm-hmm. I came, I listened to the speaker and I left again and I was like, wow, yeah. I just felt so unappreciated <laughs> then. <laughs> it's like, well, um, I'm really important on your on your meet and greet list. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. There you um, go. Yeah, so that's, I, I hope that does actually, you know, um, play a part in, in having my mums come back and, and use me for other services and come back to other events and stuff is because mm-hmm. they do feel like, you know, I appreciate their presence. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. So what one last word of advice would you have for people today? Um, oh, well, I am a gut person, so I'm like always, 
always go with your gut. Mm. <laughs> um, it's never steered me wrong, ever. Um, and I, I, I really feel like there's a lot to be said for, yes, you can think about things and analyse things, but I think you can even get to a point where potentially you don't even know if you've analysed things so much, you've like overanalyzed them. Yes. <laughs> um, so check in with your gut. And just what's your gut saying? Mm -hmm. I have to agree. If I look back over times where things didn't quite turn out the way I had expected, there was this little niggly feeling and I just tended to <laughs> ignore it. Or you do the analysis around it and you kind of go, you know what? Um, yeah, you look beyond that and it's, ah, I should have listened to that. So great, yep. great last word of advice for people. <laughs> so how can people find out more about you and more about the great work that you're doing? Um, well, obviously, um, on my website, which is motivatingmummum.com, um, I'm also on pretty much every social media application known to mankind. Um, the main ones are Facebook, which is Motivating Mum Oz, O-Z, uh, Instagram is Motivating Mum, and, and YouTube, there's actually lots of videos on YouTube, which is Motivating Mum with an S on the end. Fantastic. So that's just a few. Great. And we'll, of course, put all of those uh, details, Ali, for you on our show notes, annemariecross.com forward slash podcast 44, annemariecross.com forward slash podcast 44, and you can get all of those details. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie, and also... Thank you for being involved in my awards and conference. Oh, Another look. great woman I had in my life, so I'm very happy. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, it's, it's certainly an honour to do that. And there's some amazing, amazing women out there. So uh, can't wait for, for next year's award to, to see who's entering. Yay! <laughs> Now, just before we finish the show, just a reminder, if you are struggling to get clear on your message, so when you're at a networking event and you know how that microphone gets handed to you and your blood starts to go quickly through your veins and your heart starts beating and you introduce yourself and what happens, you freeze and the words that come out just sound like a garbled mess. Now, imagine if you could turn that around so that when you speak, you do so confidently. The introduction speaks directly to the heart of your customer. So they come up to you at the end of the event and say, we need to talk. Now, if that's something that you've been longing to do, I really want to invite you to consider coming to my upcoming Breakthrough Roundtable. It is virtual. So if you are located overseas, that's not a problem. You can join in. So what we're what are we covering? We are covering your compelling message and we're creating a compelling message that creates influence instantly in a noisy marketplace so you get noticed, hired and paid what you're worth by your ideal client. To find out more and to book your seat at this roundtable, go to annemariecross.com forward slash breakthrough roundtable, annemariecross.com forward slash breakthrough roundtable. That brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have got lots of insights and strategies from Ali today, especially if you are dealing with competition, whether you're comparing yourself or whether your competition are a little bit scrupulous in their dealings and have been copying you. So I know that you found that helpful. If you haven't already subscribed to our iTunes channel, go and do that because every week we've got another amazing guest just like we did today listening to Ali. AnneMarieCross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. That'll get you subscribed. So you every week will get an email or it'll get downloaded directly through to your smartphone device. Anyway, have a fantastic week. Thanks again, Ellie. Thank you.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.